Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Greetings and salutations, my friends. How are you doing, Scott? Huh? What? Huh? What? What is, what's going we, on? We recording tonight? We yeah, twice. It's, it's a first. That's right. This this uh, this. Well, is it's not a actual... first. It, it just reminds us reminds me of the the good old days when we recorded oh, yeah. five episodes in a night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is a special hybrid episode. You're if if you uh, tuned in for Strangers in a Strange Land and were confused by the movie Sarcastic music that's because we're doing a strangers movie sucktastic hybrid episode that's right uh and the reason for this is that one of the movies we're reviewing for the upcoming oscars uh academy awards is uh american sniper which has a lot going on on a cultural standpoint as well as just being a film yeah it's making so, uh, a shitload I'm of sorry, fucking I sh- money I should, too i should say cultural politicals uh controversial things like very, that it's actually so. very controversial only because uh, the, the the movie is about uh chris kyle and mm-hmm. it's controversial because for those who don't know who chris kyle is he's the american sniper he wrote the book which the film is based on it was memoirs it was his memoirs of uh yeah. being the, the deadliest sniper ever in the history of our our, our country mm-hmm. um and it's it said that you know he kind of told some tall tales about some stuff. Um, I have no idea how much of what's in American Sniper is real and what isn't. Well, I'm, w- I'm willing to bet that most of it is probably real. You know? Actually, no. But uh, oddly enough, I and mean, that's gonna be interesting. We'll get in, get into is that uh, the, some of the major points in the film that are not true isn't because they're what things that chris kyle said that weren't true they're things that they added because it's a movie and yeah. you have to you, you have to make 
a story and they're trying to create a, a different they're not trying to tell the truth of what happened they're trying to tell a uh an, uh and this is coming up a lot this year because a lot of a lot of people are uh, dumping on selma because of the portrayals of uh, LBJ, and they're saying things aren't exactly the 100% what happened before. And these aren't these aren't documentaries; they're films, and right. they're not trying they're not trying to show you what happened specifically. They're looking for a, a deeper truth, a meaning, and that's what American Sniper tries to do. So a lot, a good portion of the things that happen in the film uh, are just made up to facilitate the story. Right. And- uh, if anyone could see me on camera, I wore my America shirt today by complete accident. It was clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was purchased for me for a Fourth of July party, and it was just it's every time I, I look at it, I just always think to myself, America, <laughs> America, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. In a nutshell, I enjoyed the film. The film. How much of it is based on actual truth? As a film, well, I enjoy. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, and that, that's what that's one reason why I wanted to do a hybrid show because we're going to discuss the film as a film, mm-hmm. and then I mean, as far as the you know, not, as far as being nominated for best picture, right? Academy Award. Uh, we're going to take it as a film. Then we'll take a look at it as a document or a part of the Chris Kyle saga, as it were. Mm. Uh, Talk about now, Jesse at, Ventura as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, just starting from the film. First of all, I just I thought this was probably the the best uh, as far as adaptations or remakes go. I thought it was a great reboot of Forrest Gump. I'll say it. <laughs> that is so not right. Why would you do that? <laughs> because, uh, well, I. Uh, let me. It, <laughs> this is the kind of thing where, uh, if you don't, if you don't like romantic, if you don't like um, romantic comedies, if you don't uh-huh. like ballet, let me put it this way: if you don't like ballet, yeah. and someone drags you to ballet, I don't care if it's the best ballet in the world, you're not going to like it. You might, and you might even say, "Oh, you know what? It was pretty. That was it." But, but you're still like, it's fucking ballet. <laughs> yeah. For me. War movies, especially very patriotic pro-war movies, and that's—I'm not saying this is like a GI Jane or anything stupid like that, but I—I I have a uh, a natural resistance to to getting too emotionally attached to the film, uh, or getting into it. Not to say I can't take a partial view. There are some war films I have liked tremendously uh, after seeing them. This is one forty-one doesn't count. I know. Uh, so <laughs> okay, as long as we got that straight. I didn't hate the film. But I, I kind of don't understand why it was nominated for a Best Picture. And I'm going to go on record now as officially saying that if it was only a five-picture nomination cycle, this would not have made the cut. Oh, I guarantee it wouldn't have made the cut. Even, it's if, not, even, it, even directed by uh, Clint Eastwood, who usually is an Oscar favorite as far as at least a nomination, I don't, I don't think so. Now, it, there's a it phenomenon a, going on with this. I think a lot of flyover states are really flocking to this movie. It is making a why. shitload of money at the box office. It made $90 million its opening weekend. $90 million. I think um, it's a perfect storm of, um, of box office blockbuster mm-hmm. combined with uh, a, a biopic, kind of, uh, you know, based on memoirs, right. combined with an already preset 
commodity, as you will, is you know he already had there was already a book out. You know they don't have to sell it; it's already been sold ahead of time. So all that to, I mean all that combined, it's like we have ten slots; we have to pick it. Right. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad film. It's a, no, it's, I actually, uh, I actually did. I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, now, enjoy uh, it, unlike you, it. unlike you, I do like war films. Now, I don't know if it's maybe because I've always grown up around someone that was uh, you know, that either went to war or it's just always been in my family. So we've always been supportive of it. So whenever I see a film that it involves it, um, not that I not like it by proxy. That's not really uh, what I'm getting at. It's just that I, if it's done well, I will almost always go out of my way to make sure I see it. Um, and th- this film's no different. I, 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 You can't help but watch this film and as many problems as we have in this country um, just be, I guess, appreciative and respectful of what people do go through to protect it, that they go over. I mean... Being sent over there was not the right decision, but they're there, and they have to deal with why they're there. But the fact that they're there, and they have to protect this country the best way that they can, don't do that. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not disagreeing with anything you said. Okay, so you just can't help feel. You know, feel respect and, and be appreciative that, well, yeah, this country's I, I, got a lot of problems, but we could be living somewhere else or in a different type of country, uh, worse than than the state that it's in. Yeah, we we could be living in one of the countries that are being bombed and and invaded by uh, soldiers nonstop. Well, uh, just, I mean, just, you know, I, I I can't I can help that, I, and I'm not. It, it, here's here's the problem too. Whenever. It's one of those black and white things. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, no, no black actors or actresses were nominated for uh, an Oscar from this you're, film. You're very astute. Uh, I, I I noticed that just by watching the film. Um, <laughs> it, this is one of those situations where when a film like this gets thrown out there, there is a, a, a huge portion of the uh, populace, I like to call them idiots, <laughs> who, if you have... If you ex- exercise any dissent towards any aspect of the film, or of the content, or of the oh, anything just in that, get a rain of just just you aggravation are, you, and pain. You hate the troops. You're anti-American, uh, and then the death you're, threats yeah. come. You know, the, the the funny death threats. Oh, whatever. The sniper was on your back. Blah 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 blah. It, it, you, there's there's a huge portion of the country that cannot take any kind of uh, what's the word I'm thinking of thought. You can't think about things. You can't right. consider the complexities of things. Now, uh, I <laughs> it's a, so so like it, when you talk about a film like this, it's like I feel the need to have to say I am not against the American troops. I do not hate America. Uh, well, not that portion of it. I do not hate our soldiers, and I'm grateful for them doing what they do to protect us. You know, you, you, so you right. have to put that disclaimer out there, which they'll just ignore anyway. So, oh, you just said that so you could turn around and say you hate the troops. Yeah. But, so, 
the one reason I don't like war films is that there's only two reasons you you make a war film really, to either uh, prop propaganda side. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the fucking tense Pro of that is. Propagate. That's. I don't even know if that's correct. No, uh, it's not. It's not. No. <laughs> I I said that. The not doing well. Um, it's okay. It, it's either to to cast your involvement in war in a positive light, right, or to cast the war cast war in a negative light. Now. Some would argue that most war films do both. You know, you like you don't have a film about war and then make it all fun and everything. Even though, even if you're saying, "Yeah, we're right and this is good," war's still bad. But yeah, most of that, most of this film was gearing you in the direction of you got to get those fucking guys. You know, yeah. so it's like well, no, they, they they need to pay and you need to fucking make them pay. That well, that was the the attitude in this film. Well, yeah, and and you know what? That's the attitude. And then if you if you're being sent to a war, if you're going into a war, you've got to have that attitude. What what else are you gonna oh, yeah. do? You're not gonna leave uh, if you don't. But f my struggle is just that I I don't feel like I should have to root for what's happening in the film. Uh, and I'm and I'm not. I I don't think any of it is an ideal situation. Now I'm not watching the film for that morality lesson. However, I'm watching for characterization, storyline to be involved. I'm not involved in this. Maybe right. it's because I don't have an obsession with uh, war or vi or <laughs> like I don't have an obsession with violence. But with real you know real violence, I like fantasy violence because <laughs> it's fun. Real yeah. violence is horrible and nasty and oh my god, what the fuck? Uh, when we in, when we meet the Chris Kyle character, and I'm going to call it a character because even though it's based on a real person, this is a film. This is fiction. I'm sorry. This is a fictional thing. And we'll get into the details there. Okay. Uh, I I have no real liking of this character. Uh, I mean, and I, 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 and I don't believe you have to like the character to like the film. That's a bullshit argument. But me going in, I was just like, okay, this is just an, an idiot who, who buys into the whole black and white morality thing. And now we have to go through his moments of doubt as he goes through and struggles with it. And uh, maybe knowing a bit too much about the real Chris Kyle helped hurt me a little bit in trying to empathize with the character. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's all been there. I mean, like, the, the film opens up with him, uh, with him training his rifle, his sniping rifle, uh, zooming in, focus, I don't know the fucking terminology, uh, <laughs> on a child, and and having that debate, the struggle of, you know, do I kill the child? And that's how the film opens up, kind of almost like they get that out of the way. Or just like they say, oh, see, this is where the struggle's gonna go, so you're not gonna like this guy for the first hour or so, but this is where the struggle comes, this is where the character is. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. With that said... I think Bradley Cooper is actually excellent in the film. I think oh, he delivers a really strong performance uh, as Chris Kyle. Um, and some of the video that I'm showing in the background uh, while we talk, so that we're just not staring at uh, Windows Media Player, uh, he went and promoted the film uh, uh, with Chris Kyle's uh, widow, his wife. Um, uh -huh. And I, I thought that was an interesting way to do it, Maybe it gave her some closure, you know, that uh, a movie was being made and she's, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't. But I, I just, I think everything about Bradley Cooper as far as how he acts in the film to the way he 
was promoting it to uh, the way he he got the rights to make the film and was trying to find a director. And Spielberg was uh, originally the guy that was going to do it, but the ah. deal the deal fell through, and they went with Clint Eastwood. And I think that was actually a better choice. Um, I think Clint Eastwood has the expertise. He's done a few uh, war films already, um, specifically like Heartbreak Ridge, which is a lot of like boot camp stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, it just you, you want a guy like Clint Eastwood to do it. I mean, he's a hardcore Republican with the whole empty chair Obama thing. That that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, he's I think he's the right guy to do it, especially. You know, since a lot of people are seeing it because of him, too, especially, like I said, those flyover states. Mm-hmm. One would call Clint Eastwood a national treasure. Oh, sh- sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a piece of Americana. Americana. Yeah. Now, and again, I'm not saying it's a bad film. Uh, no, it's, it's competently not. done. It's, uh, you know, and no, Bradley Cooper is is uh, astounding in the film. He really uh, is. You know, and you know we, we could go through the whole thing. He gained the weight, and he bulked up to play the character, and he, the mannerisms and the speech coat. Yeah, what, you know we get it. He's an actor. And uh, I didn't think he even had to, to bulk up like he did. To be completely honest, it's not like this mm-hmm. guy Chris Kyle was just you know like gigantic. He wasn't like super ripped or anything. Well, um, he wasn't super ripped, but he was a very large person. So he, uh, I did read some of this shit. Uh, he wasn't actually trying to be ripped. He was just trying to increase muscle mass. No, no, no. I know so, he wanted to be you know bulkier. Sure. So by the by the time they shot the film, he he was uh, deadlifting like I think twice his body weight. Yeah, I think they said something like three fifty, three seventy five. Yeah. Um, I think it was four four twenty five. Oh, I think. Wow, that's a lot. And you but, know, he gained and, thirty and, pounds of raw muscle. So right, and, and but again, he was he's specifically designed not to be cut or muscular like like a uh, like a Wolverine type thing, but just to, to be just to have the massive barrel chest, shoulders, everything. Right, like if you looked at uh, 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 at Bradley Cooper in the film, he was he was big, bulky, but like you said, he wasn't like ripped like Wolverine. So that, that's exactly what I said, actually. Yeah, there's a thing called reiteration, you know, to kind of move the conversation that I like uh-huh. to do. That there's a, you, there's a thing that, called that, redundancy. Yeah, and I'm in IT, so I love redundancy. So it, it's very popular in my world. You could have at least picked a different comic book character. I was complimenting on what you said. <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Say, okay, like, you know, Deadpool. That guy's fucking ripped. It just, come on, so, stop it. Well, speaking of comic book characters, I, I, I like the Punisher appearances throughout the film. Yeah. Nice little plug for Marvel there. Marvel's just on a fucking winning streak. Well, I mean, win. the real Chris Kyle, he, he, he was, you know, he had the Punisher yeah. skull on. Uh, on it, it, where, the, the interview that's playing in the background now, it's on the hat that he's wearing. So yeah. that was definitely something that he did uh anyway but yes it is a nice plug for marvel regardless yeah i mean so uh maybe it's just i don't deal well with films that are basically hero worship too uh there's a level there's a level of that and there's a big level of that uh specifically i think it's specifically why it's doing so well at the box office too you know for for everyone that says that he lied about shit, oh. whether it be no, no, no. the Jesse Ventura allegation that he said that you know, Ventura said that uh, the Navy Well, that SEALs was an allegation. D- that was that was proven in the court of law. Uh, he was he was awarded. That was the al- It was proven after Chris Kyle was dead. I mean, he couldn't even defend himself. But you know, 
I, I would prefer the person be alive. Not that I'm saying that it, it, he didn't lie about it, but come on, the guy's dead. I wonder if, I wonder if Jesse Ventura didn't have him killed. <laughs> yeah, he'd bring him up on his stupid conspiracy show that got canceled. I wonder why. <laughs> Fucking moron. Um, you know what? Jesse Ventura is an idiot. I, even but, even though he was probably it was lied about, he was defamed. He pro- I would have liked to see him lose just because I think he's a dick. He's just okay. a, he's a dick. Um, and maybe that's why Chris Kyle said what he said about him because he is a dick. Uh, I don't know well, how much of it's true. I mean, well, according but, to the, the j- jury that listened to it, none of it was true. Jesse Ventura might have said that the Navy SEALs deserved to lo- lose a few, which was what he was quoted as saying. Maybe uh-huh. there wasn't a punch. Maybe there wasn't an interaction. Maybe nothing else happened. Maybe he said it anyway. You know, but. You know, maybe Chris Kyle well, just kind of. Did, did, I was. We were trying to wrap up on the film before we got into that part of it. Oh, I thought we did. I, what else is there to I, say about the movie? Well, I was halfway through it, and then we got sidetracked with the Wolverine thing. <laughs> okay. I was just trying to. Well, well you, you heard when I said hero worship. You you started off on on the people that that worship this guy and, and the persona. What I'm getting at from a storytelling standpoint, uh, I mean. There's a lot about the emotional frailty involved with dealing with this kind of stuff and, and the constant death and, and, and the sacrifice, the emotional right. sacrifices made and that kind of thing, uh, and which which a lot of it's actually inserted into the film for the film's sake. It isn't, may not be 100% true, <laughs> but that's um, – uh, but I it's very blatant, and I just don't really do well with that. It, it's it's – the. It's blatantly structured to make you feel this way about the character and this and that and other thing, which I know all films are. But I just, when it comes to war films, I'm a little sensitive to it. That's all. Okay. Uh, but I'm. I I didn't see and I didn't see anything in the film that was, uh, that wasn't just standard storytelling. Besides, okay, maybe the production value was a bit better, but it just it's still it's a standard. Uh, introduction of the character, standard story arc, character arc. Uh, the 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 he he is a foil, an, an enemy he has to deal with. Specifically, they put a face on the enemy instead of just being random people, and it's all it all feels very by the book and manufactured, like a lot of these war films do. Right. And when that's done, it's, it's it, I really just feel like it's just the message being uh, pushed, and I I I can't take that much joy out of war uh, and I can't invest myself that much in a character that's very one dimensional okay alright but not saying fine. it's a bad film no I liked it nah, I actually did like it I, I'll probably keep it in my, my collection I am saying it's not good enough to be nominated for an Oscar though I, I think it's oh, just I, a standard yeah I completely agree with you I, I, I think people were enamored by Chris Kyle his book, um, in lieu of the allegations that were in a court of law proven uh, not to be true, which I haven't read anything about. I, I haven't read anything about it. And uh, Jesse Ventura was awarded like two million dollars for, point, for uh, yeah one point eight million. 000. Is it one point three and five hundred thousand? Is that what it ended up being? One for yeah, the I, lawsuit. One for uh, I think legal fees. No, it's five. It was five hundred thousand dollars for the defamation of character, and one point two for uh, 1. for uh, for making money off of it. Mm. 
for using it as a way. And we'll talk about that uh, well, after we rate the film on IMDb. <laughs> I thought uh, that which, um, he wasn't mentioned in the in the book by name. I, I'll explain. Okay, I will. I will explain that in a minute. I just, I just want to wrap up the MST portion portion of the show. That's M- all. MST. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to cut you off. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm trying to keep us just a little bit on track. I just want to. I want to. Yeah, we're already 25 about, minutes in. <laughs> I know. So, it's, so briefly, um, you want to go over? Uh, well, let's rate the film first on IMDb. Right now, it's a seven point six. Seven point six. I I think it's a solid seven in my opinion. I, I I'm with you. Done. Okay. Cool. Bam. And uh, just. Uh, by the way, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which we reviewed last episode, had 250 votes on IMDb. This has 70,000 votes. Wait, Grand Budapest only had 250? Or 250,000? Fine, okay. 250,000. Uh, this only has, uh, what I just say, like 20,000, 70,000? 80,000, 70,000? You know, 80, I'm surprised with how much money this film has made that more people haven't reviewed it. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, That's so incredible. I, I, I think most of the people... I think most of the people that are going to see this film, you mentioned like the flyover states and stuff, probably aren't movie people that go to IMDb. <laughs> they just watch the film. That sounds yeah. racist. Okay, maybe it is. Uh, is this film is like a... It's not even worth going into the ratios. 8, eight is the highest rating with 26%. Uh, the highest demographic is uh, tied between males and females under the age of 18. There's a fucking shock at 8.3. Uh... Leave it to those stupid young kids that like the war films. Uh, the lowest demographic is tied uh, 7.4 between, um, well, let's just stick with the uh, males age 30 to 44 is 7.4. So you and I are like right on track there. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, me. I mean, you're not 40 yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. I'll be getting there. Um, and but do you want to go over what other films, what other Oscars this film is nominated for at this moment? Uh, yeah, I can bring that up. That's, I should have brought that up before, but I also... I thought you would have that ready. No, because, you know, every time I open up a website, Livestream wants to shit itself. So... <laughs> okay, American Sniper. Oh, there's a few things called American Sniper. Alright, 7.6 on IMDb. And nominated for six Oscars. Uh-huh. And those are obviously best picture. Um, there's a lot of people that produce this, so let's say hypothetically it won. Clint Eastwood, uh, Robert Lorenz, Andrew Lazar, Peter Morgan, and Bradley Cooper all walk away with an Oscar. Huh? Not gonna happen. No. Uh, best uh, best actor, Bradley Cooper. Don't. Uh, I don't think he's. I win. don't think it's his year for that. Um, maybe. I mean, no. you haven't seen Foxcatcher yet. Everyone's kind of calling Steve Carell, but I didn't think he was that good in it. No, nope. um, don't get derailed. Uh, then you've got uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. No. I don't think so either. I don't think Hollywood cares. As liberal as they are, I don't think they really care. Well, uh but as I think it has to do with the craft of the d- adaptation. Uh, a good portion of the film was made up just to kind of fill the holes, so to sure. speak. So uh, I, yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's an it's, achievement. It's adapted, but I, it's an achievement to be nominated. I, I would, yeah, yeah. I, I give take you know walk away with that yeah. because you're not getting the Oscar. Uh, best editing. War films usually walk away uh, with the best ed- editing uh, Oscar merely because 
when you deal with war, you're dealing with a lot of fast cuts. And if it's not done properly, it can look jittery or choppy or doesn't flow right. So, not that I'm saying it'll win, but it's possible it could. Okay, yeah, um, I'm up for that. Best achievement in sound mixing. Again, war films usually walk away with the Oscar uh, win. Usually nominated almost always because there's lots of things like explosions and gunfire. Oh, you can actually hear the bullet with his name on it. Yes, it just whisked by my ear. Um, then, of course, it's also nominated for sound editing. So, there's uh, three technical Oscar nominations and three, uh, you know, three standard picture, actor, uh-huh. screenplay adapted. Right. So, yeah, even though it's nominated, not nominated for a lot of things. So, now, uh, as far as which one it. If I had to guess which one it would definitely walk away with, it's either going to be one or both of the sound, uh, yeah, sound Oscars. I'm with you. I think I'm with that's you it. That. That's I, I don't think any it'll walk away with anything else. If you had to put money on a, on an American Sniper Oscar, that would be where to put it. Yeah, the if bet. I was if I was buying stock on HSX, it would be in the sound editing department. I forgot all about that. We should try to do that. again. I used to make most of my money for the whole year on HSX during Oscar time because I'm actually mm-hmm. pretty decent at guessing that shit. As you know from our drunken Oscar show. Yes, I know. <laughs> You'll never forget it. Now, now let me let me clarify. Now, this here's. Uh, I I did a little bit of research in this because I, I wasn't. Yeah, I never heard of this guy until this movie was nominated. Oh wow, for Oscar. really? I don't. I yeah, I don't. I don't listen to like radio like you do. I don't. I I pretty much kind of cut myself off from the outside world at one point. <laughs> I, so, I first popular, knew about him on the Opie pop- and Anthony show because he came on as a guest, and he was a really uh-huh. good guest, and he and he just was right. very, very in depth and just really, really, uh, really good. So that's when I first uh-huh. heard about him, and uh, then obviously heard about when he died. So yeah, pop- popular culture. I'm totally don't don't forget. Last year uh, we had that one Strangers episode where I, I discovered that there was a show called. Uh, um, Duck Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, apparently the entire world's watching this show every night. I had no idea there was a show. So, yeah, I can't, you know, I'm, and the fact that I didn't know who he was doesn't mean anything. Um, I I get the feeling from some of the things I'm read. And I read both. I, I, I didn't read just like slam pieces against them. I read, you know, as, as, bi- as unbiased as I could find as far as just examining the facts and the situation going around. Okay. Uh, and apparently the film is exactly like his life wherein parts of it were made up okay he had he had a habit of telling stories that were later found to be completely unsubstantiated where to such a point where nobody else knows what the hell you're talking about that really is probably obvious that you're lying about this now this jesse ventura thing is one of them now, in the book, he mentions. Now, you're correct. In the book, he calls him Scruffy Face. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mention who it is, and says that this guy was talking talking shit about the Navy SEALs, and so he laid him out, or that he hit him, and then he laid him out. Uh, but then, and 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 I have a feeling that he the name that's changed in the memoir writing, which I'm pretty. I, I would have to assume he didn't write it himself; that it was ghostwritten. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I, don't know. I, I have, and I have to. I'm just assuming. And I have to assume that it's not a real slam on the person. You spend your whole life, you know, doing this. You you don't have you're not like building your writing skills at the same time. It's not a dig. Uh, 
I have to assume that the agency you know, or publishers, editors, what have you, um, had him change, not show the name in the book for legal reasons. Mm-hmm. Duh. But then, two, like two days into his book tour on the O'Reilly Factor, he says, oh yeah, that was Jesse Ventura I was writing about. Right. He also, uh, I don't know if he broke it on Opie and Anthony first or on o- O'Reilly first. It was either one I, of those two I shows. I read it was O'Reilly. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I went... I read it was O'Reilly, but, you know, one source, the other. Uh, But, so, Idiot spills the beans on what (laughs) they probably had him change in the first place because you can't prove it, and that's why it went to court. And the fact that that there was no substantiation at all by anybody that was involved in this this thing, that's why they eventually found in favor of him. And the fact that he was publicizing the book by talking about it, right. that was why they awarded the extra money, because he was he was making money off of defaming the character of somebody. And I heard as well that um, they're taking that part of the book uh, out completely. It is out. In newer pu- publications, that is out, yes. because So that original, because, because original edition is probably worth a few bucks. Possibly. I would imagine uh, that it is. Not for long. Eh, who wants to bet? Well, um, what you're going to want is you're going to want uh, probably a digital copy that's unabridged, that that has the original uh, writing in well, there. Well, one of the reasons that, that they took it out in later print versions is not only obviously because he was sued, but because uh, Jesse Ventura is now suing the publishers as well for not researching the, the document. I don't know how well he'll get on that because... He's, he wasn't mentioned in the book, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not sure how well that's going to fly. I don't fly. think that'll. I think he's but, wasting his money on that one. But but he shot himself in the foot by by revealing it during the the book tour. Yeah. So that was his fault. Uh, now there are other things that he talked about too that were again completely unsubstantiated. But the one thing is that his his official kills rate is like 160 or something. Yeah, 150 uh, he or 160. Claims it's Right, he claims it's two fifty or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he he he's like, apparently he just was killing nonstop. Well, and um, there's no way to prove that it's not true. I mean, confirmed kills are confirmed kills. You're at war. I mean, he could have taken somebody well, out and didn't get a confirmed kill. I, I just I don't know how much of that I want to buy. Uh, he well, killed a lot of fucking well, people. Not... Let's leave it at that. Great, that's wonderful, and the, and the fact that he brags about it nonstop. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling that one of the things they injected into the film that's not true is the uh, the parts where he's actually remorseful and, and, and conflicted sure. about people, because that never comes never came across in any of his public appearances or anything. Doesn't mean it's not true, yeah. but he was adamant coming up front saying, "No, I never regretted killing people." I, I you know, I it was very that that kind of macho, uh, you know, America bullshit. It was like, I they were attacking us, I attacked them. Uh, now, one of the things that's not true in the film that they put in the film is that he joined the military because of uh, terrorist attacks on American embassies. Not true at all. They put that in the film. Oh, he okay. actually, w- while he was working as a, as a ranch hand, he uh, checked, he applied. And then later, after he had injured himself during a rodeo thing, they called him back about it. He's like, yeah, I, I was, he was already thinking about going in. He, you know, he, his kind of background, that was like just one of the things you do. Again, not a dig. Right. Just the climate and father all that stuff so that's something they threw in there that's just like blatant propaganda oh you know they're attacking americans that wasn't what happened so but but again they like they they have to throw 
they have to throw catalysts like they're in the film. Like, see, this is what spurned him on. Said, no, it's not. He just decided he wanted to go into the army and kill people. Or Navy. But um, what? I said Navy, but whatever. They, they seal whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know the terminology. It's not an insult. It's, it's just it's, ignorance. It's not, it's not terminology. It's just you know. It's it's well, a total. No, it's it's totally different it's, uh, military. <laughs> No, it's, it's terminology. It's what they're called. That's exactly what it is. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying I don't know it. And that's that's it's not a dig. Um, there are other things in the film that are just completely made up. Uh, he, he never shot a child. That's, that's like one of the main things in the film that's supposed to turn him. Uh, things that happened with his with people he knew, that friends during the film. Uh, things that occurred are totally taken uh, different areas. He never killed this Mustafa guy. He was never like directly involved with Mustafa guy. He mentions him briefly in the memoirs as somebody we had heard about. Oh, okay. Uh, this this alternate sniper that's supposed to be hunting him down, and he's hunting them down. Uh, the uh, the award the, the bounty put on his head of one hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars. That never happened. There was a bounty of tw- I think twenty to forty thousand dollars for any American sniper at the time. There was never a specific bounty put on his head, and definitely not for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Again, this is not him. This is the film. Right. This is what they put in the film to increase tension and, and build the character and do all the. <clears throat> and there's a part of the film where they 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 uh, go into a they raid a house, and the, the the family invites him to dinner, but then later he finds he finds weapons under the ground. Total bullshit. I mean, for the film, not him. He never claimed that right. stuff. Now, other things that he claimed that and that's that's the one thing I wanted to say is like there's a lot of fake stuff in the film for the film's sake. All the fake shit in the memoir that they couldn't really substantiate, Eastwood and the, you know stayed away from that. They kept they kept it out of the film. Oh, okay. So I mean, there's also stuff. Uh, there were the claims that uh, uh, there were the claims that he and a couple other sniper buddies were in. Um, uh, excuse me, I lost my. <laughs> Are you okay? Throat for a second. <laughs> Yeah, there cl- claims that they went down to New Orleans during the uh, Katrina. Oh, I heard this claim and that he was picking off uh, looters. Yeah, they, they were shooting looters, which is, is a great, you know, that and, and again, like this is supposed to be a positive thing. Yeah, we went down there and shot looters, which is a kind of a racist thing, too. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a lot of uh, background to him where he was a bit of a racist, uh, at least in the sense of, uh, you know, uh, how the portrayal of uh, Middle Easterns, and then the stuff with Katrina, <clears throat> and then there was this one th- this one instance where he he uh, claimed to have been at a gas station in Texas, I believe, and two guys tried to carjack right, him and he, and he killed, killed them, both. them both. And when the cops arrived, they let him go because he was important to our government. No, they, specifically, he had them call the he called the Pentagon, and the Pentagon called the cops and said, "Let him go." <laughs> <laughs> and and when I say I'm substantiated, Love to see the paperwork I, I don't on mean that called... Yeah, right. <laughs> when I say I was unsubstantiated, I don't mean like they called the Pentagon. The Pentagon said no comment. I mean these reporters went to every single gas station in fucking Texas and asked, "Was there a shooting here at all ever?" And it's like, no, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And they also went to like to every police station, every you know cops and stuff. That like, yeah, did anything like this ever happen? So, no, not at all. So, completely unsubstantiated. Think like, oh, I shot two people dead, and the police were involved. Not a, no record of it. Nope, no. So, I mean, he, he could have he, he could have been held up. They tried to take his cut, uh, his truck, and he just pulled his gun 
And they're like, okay. And he might have just, you know, totally uh, tall-tailed that one. Uh, I could see that happening. Or it might not have happened at all. Well, I'm leaning towards not happening at all because there's no substantiation. And it's just the whole idea of that. He he, he liked telling stories. And just like just like movie makers like to tell stories. That's all the film is. It's a story. Um, and so the, the biggest fight that you see, I've seen, when you like look at all this stuff, is just that when you question him based on his actions and what he said, mm-hmm. uh, or you try to bait, or you try to criticize the film based on that, and that's where it gets greater too. Because like I said, oh, excuse me, it's a film. It's not supposed to be a documentary, and it's not supposed to be indicative of him. It's supposed to glorify him, right? You know, which it does. It does it in in, in spades. Sure, box office uh, um, is a great reflector of that. Yeah. Now, the one thing I, I and again I missed all this controversy when it happened, but apparently Seth Rogen and uh, Michael Moore uh, 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 fell to the 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 uh, the Twitter machine. Oh boy. Because God forbid you you say something on Twitter that people don't like, suddenly it makes the news now. Uh, and Seth Rogen had made a comment. Uh, I have it here. American Sniper kind of reminds me of the movie that's showing in the third act of Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> now everybody lost their shit totally. Said you're comparing a movie about an American soldier to a Nazis. <laughs> and, he, and of course, he's not an idiot. And he, he's even on record for liking the film. So Rogen had to give like this long-winded explanation. Said no. It's a film about a sniper, like the best sniper in the world, and the film in, that they're watching in *Glorious Best Bastards* is about a sniper, the best sniper in the world. <laughs> you know, it's it's literally the same fucking movie. <laughs> it's not, and and you're missing the whole irony of that scene with *Glorious Bastards* too. If you're calling on this shit, it's just ridiculous. And then, of course, Michael Moore came out and said, uh, you know, oh, my, my family, we've we've always thought of snipers as cowards. This <laughs> is like. How dare you? First of all, it's Michael Moore. Yeah, he's getting more. He's so, getting more shit than Rogan. But <laughs> well, well, and to be to be fair, uh, Rogan kind of like apologized as far as like that's not what I said and that's not what I meant. Michael Moore came back with like, "What would Jesus do?" Oh, I know, kill children on a battlefield. Because <laughs> <laughs> gee, Michael Moore's not used to people hating him, right? Yeah, there's already right. internet memes for Michael Moore, and just it's just oh. circulating everywhere. And a lot of people on my Facebook uh, friends list are are circulating it as well. So I, instead of just getting into it, I just right click and say I don't want to see this post, and it disappears from my feed, and then I forget about it, and then I don't have to think about it. Right, and 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 the. the when people say shit like this, it's like somebody, other people like come back and say, well, you know what? They're over there fighting for your right to stay stupid shit like that. I think, okay, then what's your problem? <laughs> oh, yeah. What the fuck? Well, it's like what I said before. You can't help but walk away from this feeling appreciative and respectful for what they do for us. But, yeah, look, come on. Let, oh, I can. I, I, I can. I can. I can help but walk away feeling appreciative for because that's not why I'm watching the well, film. Well, no, of course not. But... You, you, and, you do and, get a a sense of, you know, you know, America. <laughs> no, I, if if anything, I get a sense of human tragedy of people that have sacrificed themselves and are like, you know, like the it, it's the the biggest thing for me. You know, and then people dying. I mean, all all the people that he shoots, like you know, kids, whatever. I mean, there's no, there's just no, there's this disconnect where we don't 
and, and the film kind of plays into that too. Now, there is a lot of portrayal of like them calling the people savages over there and things like that. Yeah, I'm sure that happens. And again, if you're in a wartime situation like that, and you got people trying to kill you, you're not going to say nice things about their culture or about them as people. No, of course not. I get that. Yeah. Right. That's that's an accurate portrayal, I believe. Uh, another thing they threw into the film was one of his friends has like moment of doubt before he's killed. Mm. Uh, apparently, that 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 person never actually died. Did they even exist? Uh, they existed during the memoir, okay. but they they weren't killed. Something of that nature. I might be getting the facts mixed up a little bit on that, but I know it's it was put in the film specifically to to cement his resolve to you know like it's to, time to go home to avenge. Yeah. Well, no, no. Oh, it's time that, to kill the that's bad right. Guy. Yeah. Well, which that yeah. that final act, uh, it, that final act for the war stuff, they push it. You're right. Right. Well, and even then, this, the longest the longest shot ever that he he uh, 1,200 yards, it something was like over, that, like a mile. Was that, it was twenty twenty one hundred yards. Twenty one hundred. Sorry, I got the numbers transversed. It. Um, it, it wasn't shooting this Mustafa character because he never shot this guy and didn't you know never was conflicted with him. Uh, but he did make the shot, and it was shooting somebody that was aiming a rocket launcher or something at uh, their troops. So, again, they changed it, and they put all this stuff that happened, and yeah, they, they made shit up, but it, it was for effect. And when he made shit up, probably for the same thing. Yeah. You know, sure. and, and whether whether he killed 160 people or 250, uh, yeah, he, he probably he saved a lot of fucking lives doing what he was doing, and he was over there for a, a good, per, you know, intent, he, his intentions were good. But I would like to assume he didn't go over there just to kill people. Well, you know yeah. that's. I don't think. I don't. I don't think most soldiers do. That's not my implication. I'm sure some do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, but you know, what are you going to do? There are dicks no matter where you go. Uh, but you don't have to buy into the idea that this guy is just hero isn't personified. He's an individual, and like all individuals, is flawed. And his flaws, he likes to talk. And doesn't seem to be as broken up, at least doesn't seem in interviews and stuff, to be broken up over the the trauma of having to take lives the way Bradley Cooper portrays it in the film. Yeah, but I mean, what do you expect and, him to be like in these interviews? Just a fucking jittery, mumbling mess? Oh, no. I mean, no, no, no. But again, and it, no, I'm the last person to say that you have to act a certain way. But it, if, if I take any kind of criticism towards... The fact that he has lied about all these things, or seems to have, and that he's turning it into oh, another thing he lied about, by the way, which which I would think would be a bit more important to people that are like pro-military. He he uh, said repeatedly that that all the proceeds from his book went to uh, veterans charities. Mm. Turns out, no, <laughs> no. After some after some digging, uh, only like a small, uh, like I think like two percent went to uh, veterans charities. The rest went to the family. Not saying they didn't deserve it. But that was a lie. Yeah, don't. And that was don't one say of it's many going one place and it's not. So, especially don't say it's going to like a chair. It's all going to a charity that's about something that you should care shit and actually technically died doing. Yeah. There, there's actually you know, like um, there's a website that um, that keeps uh, track of all that stuff. Specifically, websites that are are designed to give donations to like uh, you know MIA POWs. Um, just veterans in general, and it actually breaks it down uh, of 
what actually goes to the like the, there are some sites where you can donate to give directly to veterans to help them uh disabled right. and, and whatnot uh people going through um ptsd so there i forget the website but there is uh, there are sites if you do some digging that will actually break it down it's like yeah this site is terrible as far as giving money to veterans when they say they are it's like you know only 50 percent of it does and the other 50 percent goes to them it's like yeah you don't want to donate there so i'm not surprised I'm not surprised that only 2% went because there's this almost corporate mentality when it comes to that, you know, to say that you're going to do something good and you don't. Well, or, or there's the kind of mentality that this guy seemed to have a lot, which was say one, make shit up oh, yeah. or, or, or really expand on stuff. And, but, and that's the problem too, whether we're talking about the film mm -hmm. or the, the person in the memoirs, uh, a lot when you deal with subjects that have that have uh, an ideology attached to them, you get people who are going to defend it or attack it, regardless of merit, based on the ideology. And it's kind of hard to separate those. So you know, me me saying shit about Chris Kyle now about how he's a liar or things like that. Um, some people will give death threats by that, that kind of thing i'm not saying they fall through on it you know but people like to talk you know these days well, yeah. uh you know and just the opposite you know people oh another one another one of his lies was that when he came when he came back to america after one of his tours he had people uh on the airfield spitting in the, in the face and calling him baby killer uh which was oh, i read that no yeah. one yeah, and, and and dude, what the fuck, baby killer? What is this, nineteen seventy five or seventy nine? Uh, well, actually, where I read about that, the, the the they it was mentioned the same. It's like, yeah, this isn't Vietnam, you know. It just yeah, we've come we've come Which, a long way we, since then. And and the fact that he would like say shit like that, which is completely dated, and, and like probably something like hear his father complain about maybe. Um, and then uh, doing, you know, lying about shit that is so easily not uh, proven not to have happened. Like, uh, oh, the cops were involved and the Pentagon was involved. So really, you know, that creates a paper trial, right? He wasn't. I, I'm not calling him stupid. Not the brightest guy when it came, comes to things outside of his area of expertise. Right. You can't be stupid as a sniper. They, there, you have to know fucking win ratios and shit. It's not a stupid person's thing. You know, fuck talent. You you can be uh, really good at shooting things. You have to know a lot of shit, especially when you're training for the seals and stuff like that. There there is you have to fucking know your shit. Not saying he's dumb, but outside of his area of expertise, I I don't think there was much additional logic involved, and he that's why he did things like two you know two days into the book to a reveal that Jesse Ventura's identity. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't want to do that. Yeah. So. You know, when you put yourself out there like that and you make mistakes like that and you don't own up to stuff, you know, that's when you get criticized. Mm. That's right. it. So, you know, uh, I, I personally and I and again, I personally, from a standpoint of uh, I, 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 have, I have trouble uh, again, this whole it's just that that fucking mentality. I kind of, uh, you know, oh, I went there. I killed all these people. That, that's wonderful. That's great. <laughs> and, and you're happy about that. Are you really happy about that? And he's actually said on record, I'm happy about killing all those people. Not not word for word, but like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't regret it, this or that. And even if well, he lied, he was actually, actually crying every night. He said, you know, I'm willing, 
I'm uh, willing to to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, when Bradley Cooper does yeah. it, he does it as an actor, where he's like, "Okay, that's what I'm saying," but you can see past that. I th- I really feel like Bradley Cooper gave this guy more depth than he had. As an actor, sure, definitely. Just because yeah. he, he always delivers a good performance, and this is and no, again, no different. Not, yeah, again, not saying that the guy was evil out there killing children. He didn't. He, there's one, you know, the, the one time where he actually had the sighted kid, he says, I didn't shoot the kid because I don't kill children. Not saying he's a bad guy, but w- when Bradley Cooper says it, you're supposed to see, you, you can tell just by the way he acts, it's like, okay, but... He's really hiding it. That the fact that it does bother him, and there's something he's struggling right. with. I, I don't. I, from what I've seen in interviews with Chris Kyle and, and stuff and everything, um, you know, again, there's a private life. But from what I've seen, I don't believe he's he. I don't believe that he. I, I believe he that he believes that. Okay. That's that's all, and that's why I like the Hurt Locker as a as a war film. Because the 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 the, the um, Jeremy Renner, the struggle. What? I thought you were you were going to talk about Jeremy Renner's character. Well, yeah, no, that's I'm talking about Jeremy okay. Renner's character, uh, and it's like that that emotional struggle with like the, you know even though it was a horrible thing, this is what he thrived on. That was more realistic to me. Sure, than, when he came back, when he than, was done with his tour, he was he felt out of place, and he just wanted to go back every time. Right, and it's, it, and it's that like that sick addiction to the the chaos and the violent and you know what he was doing and that to me was a bit more realistic than what bradley cooper's doing which was more dramatic except dramatically sure Uh, one of my favorite parts of the hurt locker is when he does come back and he's at a supermarket with a cart shopping for food and he's just staring at just food in the i believe it's the freezer section and you just hear the you know fucking girl from Ipanema, it's like dun, 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 dun. it's like I'm para- you know, not paraphrasing, but I'm just I, you yeah. know what I mean, like, I don't know what music they're playing, but yeah. it's, you know you know, uh, supermarket music whatever you want to call yeah. it, and it's yeah. just and he's playing. just uncomfortable he's just looking around and he's just like just not not like he's uh, you know, thinking everyone around him is just like a simpleton, or it's like you're fools, what do you, he just like the, yeah. what are you doing you know, he's and, just and, uncomfortable. And again, yeah, and again, the whole problem too is is in no way am I or and you would never would belittling the 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 struggle that a lot of these uh, post traumatic stress suffering veterans come back and have to deal with, especially with our government fucking them over with oh, medical yeah, expenses. Yeah, ha- you know, being thrust into that kind of combat that literally drives you insane after so much exposure to it and then coming back and just like, Oh, now assimilate the normal life. It's fucking insane. It's ridiculous that, that we expect people to do that so smoothly and that, and that our government fucks them over when it comes to getting them the proper medical, uh, mental health attention Mm -hmm. they need. Uh, and, and that's not even talking about, you know, mutilated wounded soldiers with missing limbs and fucking faces shut off and shit. Uh, that is something that I, I, you know, you, you'd have to be just, heartless individual to not you know have compassion and empathy for and understand uh, the you know the struggling and suffering of that i have a lot more it's like that it's like it's 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 like born on the fourth of july <laughs> okay 
when Tom, don't laugh. <laughs> I know it's a horrible movie to bring up here, but when, when Tom Cruise is like in the, in the wheelchair and they're going to like this cost crunchy thing, and he's he's all pissy about everything, and he meets this other vet. He's like, "What the fuck you whining about? I, half the guys I knew were dead. What, what what's your fucking problem?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is a horrible doesn't really help what I'm just saying, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like when you see all of that, and then I'm supposed to like. Chris Kyle is one person who put himself out there as a personality, and then when I say, you know what, I don't like that personality, that has nothing to do with the plight of the American soldier right. in general. No, of course not. And but you can't, but you can't, no, but no, that's no, not no, what no, happens. No, no. You, you can't, but that's you, what you happens. Can't have, you can't have one single opinion except for, uh, you know, the the opinion of he's great, everything he did is great. The movie's great. You can't you can't have one, not even negative. You just can't have one constructive criticism at all towards him or the film or the book or anything. And and it's not it just it's not just with that either. It's with just about fucking everything in this the society that we live in now. Yeah. If you disagree with somebody, specifically if it's in a political sense, oh my god. Forget it. Whether it's political, from uh, from that to race to just forget it. You, you can't. You, you can't. Look you can't have a rational conversation look anymore. To. Look who you're talking yeah. to, <laughs> Mister Cyber Attack for for being too too uh, left wing and being <laughs> being attacked on campus for being too right wing. Look who yeah. you're talking to. I know yeah. what you mean. So. Uh, all right. Our time frame for We're either done. show, we did not stick to either one. Um, of course no, of not. Course not. Um, I'll talk to you about that after the show. But let's go ahead. Uh -oh. uh, let's go ahead and, and no, 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 no yelling. I'll get um, He's in a beat no. All right. Uh, so, like Scott said, this this show doubles for both Movie Sucktastic and Strangers in a Strange Land. So I'm just gonna rattle this off real quick. Uh, if you want to go to moviesucktastic.com, you can download our shows there. You can watch the show live there. If you want to go to Strangers, uh, uh, that website, that's strangelandradio.com, you can listen to the shows there as well. Uh, you can go to iTunes, Movie Sucktastic, or Strangers in a Strange Land. Just make sure you do a search with Joey and Scott in the title. Uh, you can go to our Tumblr pages, that's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com and strangelandradio.tumblr.com You can go to our Facebook pages at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic or facebook.com slash strangelandpod uh, You can also do a search for us with your favorite search engine Scott Likes Google and you can find us that way Google Just make sure you do a search with Joey and Scott in the title for The Stranger Show uh, You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 That's for both shows and you can download the Android app for the Movie Sucktastic uh, show. Uh, you can download the show through it. You can do merchandise. You can go to the website, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. It's all in one convenient spot, and it's totally free. So that uh, that about does it for both shows. Um, any words of wisdom? I know that's a Movie Sucktastic thing, and I know this is a double show, so <sighs> got anything? Uh, uh, anything, anything I say at this point, America, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. 
All right, everybody. Word. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.